Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Gary Fowler, and I am the CEO, President, and Co-Founder of GSD, Get You Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in Santa Clara, California. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've done 17 companies, two unicorns, love artificial intelligence and quantum computing and uh, cybersecurity. Recently been involved in tokenization. So it's great to be here again. And, and uh, today we have another one of our exciting guests, Alexander Soroka. He's a serial entrepreneur, an investor, created the incredible uh, startup network, has the unicorn battles where they find companies from all over the world that want to go global, that want to dominate a region, helps them get funding, gives them visibility, and during this digital transformation, really put a, uh, um, a nice patch on an incredible environment to be able to help those companies still connect. So go on from the real world to the virtual world and dominate it. For, so it's with great pleasure I introduce my friend, Alexander Soroka. Alexander, it's great to have you here today. Hello, Gede, hello. And yes, it's nice to be here today with you. You um, So I have a question. I see that you got your master's degree in IT uh, in, um, uh, you started in, I guess, 1994, something like that. But tell us a little bit, of how did you go from your master's degree in IT to where you are today and, and venture capital and, and the uh, unicorn battles and the start? How did you, would you say one day, oh, I want to do something, I want to dominate the world and, and let's, let's put it together. How did this start? Uh, good story. So, you know, in 1990s, uh, I worked in um, public equity market and I had a great experience and one of the biggest company in my region. Uh, but after that, uh, a lot has happened uh, in this market. Market changed and I spent probably 10 years in IT. But still, I love to invest in some startups just uh, because I, I, I love the, this process. I, I like to see how the startups are growing. And so... Probably in 2009-2010, I decided to do this professionally. So I just left all my other businesses and uh, started yeah, just with the events for the startups and investors. And it was the beginning of my professional career in venture capital. And so you started out. What did you do one day? Say, oh, I want to have an event. And I'm going to do this in uh, Silicon Valley. Or I'm going to do this. Uh, how did? How did you? What was the first step? I, you know, we started in Eastern Europe, and uh, so I spent uh, in that times. I believe that Silicon Valley uh, will appear in every region. So, and my idea was to uh, create the ecosystem in my region. And uh, in fact, it was a mistake. <laughs> so Silicon Valley uh, is Silicon Valley, and it just exists in uh, exists in one place in California, you know. And the venture capital market uh, did not uh, grow so good, not only in Eastern Europe, but in many many other regions. In fact. Uh, you know, still today, probably approximately 50% uh, of unicorns are born in US, 25 in China, and 25 for, for all other world. So, you know, this business 
just existed for many years in just several countries. Uh, 20, 2020 changed a lot, and now we have, uh, um, I would say, a plain ecosystem because now we use Zoom and we can talk to the startup, we can talk to the VCs in any region. And, each, and today it's much easier to talk to different uh, investors and make deals. And we really do deals not only in the US, but in uh, Latin America, in Asia, and we did not meet these persons personally. So we did not have a physical meeting. It was just a Zoom meetings. And it's really, it's really wonderful and strange, a bit strange. So how did you make that transition? When did you finally, because I know a lot of investors said they wouldn't, they wouldn't invest unless they have a face-to-face -face meeting. When did you finally make a decision that you're going to invest just on a Zoom call. How long ago was that? You know, it's really not easy because uh, you, you, you need to have a trust. And uh, when you have just a Zoom meetings, it's really hard. And so what we do, we prefer to invest together with some local VCs or maybe uh, other big guys which are investing in this round. And for example, in Asia, we had a deal where Samsung and BlackRock has invested, uh, have invested before and investing now, you know. So, and it, it, it's a bit safer than you would do it alone. So we don't invest uh, through Zoom to early stage deals because uh, I, I still think it's uh, it's uh, really risky. Yes, it's risky. Well, okay, but what about later stage deals? So uh, if you're going up. Later uh, stage, you know. When you invest with um, uh, some local VCs or with uh, great VCs from maybe US, you, you have some trust to these guys, you know, not only to the startup, because um, the startup, of course, can create a story, can create a narrative, and you can be in this narrative and make mistakes. But when you have other guys, who's sitting in the same country or in the same city or have a lot of resources to uh, do really great uh, due diligence. So it, it seems to me it's safe and it's really probably safe. So if, you, if you're going to uh, do an early stage investment or you're going to do an investment, it's good to have a great partner that's local that can do the due diligence to make sure it is what it is, right? Everything. Yeah. They say is what it is. Interesting. So tell us a little bit. You got these amazing unicorn battles. I knew you're doing MENA, you're doing the U.S., you're doing Latin America. How did you come up with this idea? When did the online part of it get started? Because I know you were doing real-time events, but was it just the beginning of COVID where you decided to, to flip over to the online version? And how did the, that idea come up? Was that your first idea or was that a later stage idea? Yeah, you know, the first idea was 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago when we started. And uh, for many years, uh, uh, we, we had just offline events. And uh, when we did not find the market in Eastern Europe, uh, we came to Europe. We did not find a good market as well. So we came to US and we started to make events there in, in US. 
And then in uh, different countries, so we've been in Middle East, in Asia, in in many places really. But after that, 2020 came, and it it changed it changed the venture capital market as for me, because you know last year we started to to organize online events because we did not have any other choice and we understood that we can create you know a worldwide competition which uh, every quarter uh, appears in every country and so this is our idea to unite the whole uh, venture ecosystem in one contest and so every quarter we are going to have um, a contest in every country and from this country the startup the winners will be in the regional contest and the winners of regional contest will be in the world final and so a lot of visibility for startups and for vcs um and i like really this idea and uh, this is what we are doing today and i i hope this will change uh, vc industry as well yeah, and so let's walk through it. So they win the regional competition. What do they get, Alexander, if they win the competition? Is it a monetary prize or is it recognition? And then how does it scale up once the, if they win the uh, global competition? Um, you know, we don't really have a lot of prizes. Yeah, we even very often don't have them at all because, as for me, the the best prize for the startup is. Uh, investments mm -hmm. right if you our finalists um, usually raise money great money and sometimes it's um, 10 million us dollar round yeah so and i believe it's good so if you remember as an as an example the final from the last year it was summer it raised uh, 12 million US dollars after our cup. And so, which company was that? Uh, Submen. Submen. It's from Europe, uh, uh, Spain or France, something like that. It's a European country. And uh, one of our judges <laughs> decided to invest half of the round and then they raised uh, probably six million more. So you can find this information in Crunchbase and uh, on our site as well. And uh, the second example um, can be Priva, if you remember the startup. So now they are raising round B, and uh, one of the investors are probably, I cannot tell you now, <laughs> because uh, the, the deal is closing today. And oh. uh, probably I can tell you about Manchat, because it's publicly uh, public information already. If you remember this winner of Latin America, um, yeah, and so they raised uh, twenty-two million together. Seven of them are in equity, and fifteen million uh, it's uh, in debts. Mm -hmm. So debt financing. So it's really good money. And uh, our battles, I believe, our battles uh, help them to, to to do this job. Oh, I love your battles. You're doing a really good job, and the people are really nice. So literally across the board, you've got a great team. It seems 
very coordinated and and uh, nice on top of that so you can tell that you've got a well-oiled uh, machine and at the same time the startup coming out there's a lot of value in the startups coming in you know my background's in ai and quantum computing and so i'm looking for those companies that have those kind of components and uh, and want to go global i mean those pieces and not all, all the startups have the mindset alexander they talk about it but they not all, they're not all mentally uh able or willing to to make that quantum leap forward uh, ai was really a great industry i mean ai startups were really successful in fundraising last year a lot of our ai startups in which we invested uh, raised next rounds and um, the industry is booming today I, I agree with you and i understand why you like ai so much <laughs> yeah it's simple stupid right if it's booming you go after well, I mean, look at the amount of data on the planet Earth today. There's 49 zettabytes of data on the planet. If you took CDs or DVDs and stacked them one on top of another, it would go 35 times between the Earth and the moon. And then it's grown at 68% per year. So we're in a state of infobesity. Think about it yourself, Alexander, in your own world. You know, every week, how many times does somebody say, Alexander, I sent you a message? And you say, where did you send it? Well, I sent it to your uh, Gmail. And uh, when did you send it? I sent it a week and a half ago. Can you resend it? Because we can't find things. It's crazy. And that amount of information in your own personal cloud, there's about 300,000 items in your own personal cloud. The entire web in 96 was 257,000 websites. Alexander, you have more information in your personal cloud today than the entire web. Look at all the data sources. And that number doubles every year. In five years, you'll have 10 million items. How in the world are we going to be able to find things? Look how much time we spend on our phones, right? So average persons now spend anywhere from three to six hours on a phone every single day. So the phones, now talk about singularity. It means the phone's like a finger now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, it, 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 the world is really changing very fast today and uh, so it seems to me that our industry Gary I mean venture capital industries is probably the most interesting industry in the world would you agree I agree I mean well you know look at the, you know and, and I gotta tell you going down through you know through um, startup network through the connections you know I started going to Africa and so we actually physically went to Nigeria. We're going to Kenya, Zambia, Ghana. I have five African companies in our portfolio. We physically went during the pandemic to Africa, to Lagos. And it was fascinating to see how many companies, especially artificial intelligence companies there are, and especially in FinTech. So um, I didn't realize there's 206 million people in Nigeria. But what I did see is that there's a spirit and there's a passion to be successful a passion for entrepreneurship. And so with the challenges that humanity has today with population, with global warming, we need to band together and we need to be able to solve these problems. And a lot of it's because of data. We have to analyze the data and make very, very fast decisions, right? One is ourself, we have to look at it, but two is using unsupervised AI to help us. And it's going to change so quickly. And now with quantum computers coming in, which quantum computer be 100 million times faster than a supercomputer? What that means, Alexander, is what would take 10,000 years on a supercomputer takes 200 seconds on the quantum computer. 
it's, it's really unbelievable, you know, Gary, and uh, the world will change much more probably than we see today. And I saw really several startups in this field, and it seems, of course, uh, it, uh, what I saw was about uh, creating, you know, this quantum computer. And I have a friend who's, uh, who, who is a scientist in this field, and he said, yes, it's real, but it will take some time. But uh, the opportunities that it will create, this technology will create, are, of course, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I agree. I just had uh, one of the top quantum physicists from uh, that runs uh, the lab at Harvard. Actually, the lab's named after her. She's uh, like a 30 under 30 uh, genius. And so, Prania, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we were talking about those quantum computers are being used today. By the way, during for drug discovery during the pandemic, uh, a number of the pharmaceutical companies use quantum computers and AI to be able to model, to be able to to create the COVID uh, vaccines, because a normal uh, vaccine takes 12 years from the time they start to develop, and they had to do it very quickly. And I was on the panel. PharmaVision had asked me to be on a panel. Why me, a country boy? I have no idea. But I was listening, and I'm like. You know, the bench scientists were saying it's going to take us 12 years. I said, in 12 years, forget about it. This is going to be over in four years, but nothing good's going to happen. And, you know, that's where look at about for genes and, and um, gene splicing, being able to take those nasty genes out to help us live to the 150, which is a new target to be able to do stem cell research. So what you're doing, Alexander, I got to tell you, I admire you like crazy. You're you're doing such a good job of bringing people together to be able to give those chance to democratize the opportunity for these startups from anywhere to be able to go anywhere. Yeah, and I believe, you know, we should, I mean, the industry together should democratize the access to the uh, later stage startups for business angels because now they uh, they sh have opportunities mostly just in early stage deals and this is very risky and so uh, as you know vcs prefer to start their investments from round a and later and uh, all the risk they want to give to their business angels and it seems for me it's not fair <laughs> well you know the one thing uh, you know the one thing that i've been able to find and and um i started the uh skulk of a startup academy and and russia and uh gva launch gurus so uh, what i've seen through these the accelerators that there are ways that you can help these companies and a lot of the problems that they have especially if they have a great idea most of it's operational. They don't know how to get the they don't know sales, marketing, business development. They don't know how to create the company. They don't know how to file patents, like the keep it simple, stupid stuff. They just don't get it. And the other thing is they don't have the credibility to take the product to market because nobody knows them. Like you were saying, it's about who in the local market knows who they are. Well, my contention is if they have a really good idea and they've got some revenue locally, that you can curate those companies and take them global. So finding those companies, mining those companies is really, uh, you know, finding them is really hard. And most people don't want to take the time or effort to do it. Uh, in my opinion, you know, um, they need to find uh, 
the professional like you, Gary, and, and, and to invest together with you. Because you have a lot of uh, uh, a great experience and you saw a lot of startups and very often business angels or private investors ju just don't have this experience. And it seems for me that uh, seed stage, especially pre-seed stage, it's a field for professionals, not not for just uh, you know people who just started to invest uh, one year ago. Uh, my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's because if if you do that, if you're one of the business angels just coming into an idea, it's like rolling dice. In the situation, I don't like rolling dice. <laughs> I want to make sure that if we're going to roll it, that there's some stack that we're there's a higher probability we're going to win. You know, especially since nine out of ten startups fail, right? So now it's uh, you know you're really you've opened a portal to the world. It's a, you know I applaud you with the things that you've done and I've seen personally by most of the, your events and being a judge. It's just incredible what you've been able to do because it's really has during these darkest times, Alexander, and I'm not saying this lightly, you've shown light. I talked to the startups and and it gave them, gave them hope during the middle, you know, the midst of the pandemic where people were dying around them. You gave them hope. You gave them the opportunity that their company wasn't going to fail, but could have had a chance to succeed because there's light at the end of the tunnel. And you gave them a pathway to find the light. But uh, you remember that first online uh, events that we uh, held there yeah, was uh, coronavirus battle battles. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so we were trying. I was right in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah. I remember, and you know, it was really important because it gave people to be able to bind together to come after one cause. You could see people, all everybody from all over the world, trying to defeat something that was going to, you know if we wouldn't have the vaccine could have killed a whole lot of people. Yeah. And so, but it was really, uh, really great experience in 2020. <laughs> so we don't understand quite well what, what, what is going to be in 2021. Yeah. And, and after that, yeah, but and so we have a new world and we need to adapt. So are you going to go back to doing the online uh, slash um, offline. On, offline events again? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure because may, maybe for the finals, uh, maybe we'll, we'll do finals as we've been doing in Silicon Valley. So now we just start to uh, gather together finalists in Silicon Valley. But, you know, it seems to me now that online format is much more um, useful because you are just sitting um, wherever you are and you can turn on and turn off the screen and the camera. And if you don't like startups, just left the meeting and you don't usually have such an opportunity when you are uh, on offline event. And so it's easy, it's cheaper and you can make more events and it's better for the investors because uh, on, on event, we usually have today VCs from 10, 20 countries, you know, <laughs> you never will have it when you do offline events. So this yeah, no, well, I mean, the expense of travel, right? It's a yeah. lot of money to travel. And although there is something to be said for being able to shake somebody's hand 
and yeah. go out and, and have a uh, cup of coffee or a tea with them and, and chat. I agree with you, and this is a really different experience. And when you met the person physically, you have usually much better relationships. Yeah. Well, you either have a much better one or a much worse one. There's nothing in the middle <laughs> anymore, right? <laughs> you know, it's surprising. I just met one, actually, a couple of people that I've only known online. And the one guy that I had met, I thought he was a lot older than he is and a lot taller than he, than he is. And I'm like, uh, I wonder if that's the same person. <laughs> he looks, he looks like he's probably looking at me and he goes, he's a lot flatter than I thought. <laughs> so we ended up having fun, but it was the first time I met him and I've known him online for a year doing different, you know, um, hundreds of different different things uh, together online, but I'd never met them. It's interesting. And the same with some of the folks from, you know, Startup Network and Unicorn Battle. It's like, you know, I want to meet them. Like, and I feel like I'm friends with them, but I don't get it like yourself, right? It's like, I haven't met you in person, but I feel like I know you, you know, I've seen you and talked. So <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yes, when you see the person many times, you know, online and you create some conversation and jokes and so and uh, after some time yeah the experience very close but still it, it seems to me the physical experience is of course much better yeah. it's a new world it's a new world it's a new world i mean it's gonna you know the thing is it's interesting because if you look at the coronavirus it's not by far the worst virus we could have had right could have yeah. there's things out there a whole lot worse but it's really a wake-up call. You know, it's interesting, Alexander, during this um, this virus, you know, we couldn't get a roll of toilet paper in the U.S. Now, how in the world, with one of the most advanced civilizations on the planet Earth, you can't get a roll of toilet paper? And then we had shortages of meat. So you would have to go to the market in the morning at 8 o'clock in the morning to Whole Foods to be able to get some chicken breast. It was crazy. I mean, I myself, I took my garage half full of toilet paper and towels. I got so so upset that I ran out of it that I started. And I'm, my wife says, are you insane? What's wrong with you? I said, <laughs> I started giving toilet paper out of my friends. Like, here's a roll, maybe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, loved it. You know what I mean? Listen, I got a, I got a uh, whole pallet of towels here. Hey, why don't you take a couple of towels? Maybe this will help you out. <laughs> but, you know, probably some startups uh, can find uh, this new uh, behavior in such crisis um, interesting you know and make some new startups and yeah exactly exactly well i know one co one company did they did they started to get uh, they started to manufacture face masks and sanitizer they got this uh, folks to manufacture sanitizer and then they put it in costco Right. At the time of the pandemic, I mean, uh, my friend invested in went through the roof. I'm not sure how it's doing today, but because uh, people, you know, they're just they don't they want to forget about bad. That's the other thing. You know, it seems like it was only last year that we went through this pandemic, but people don't want to talk about it. in Florida uh, here and now in California over the last two weeks. People just, you know, it's like what what pandemic, you know, <laughs> it's like. It's unbelievable how it's changed in a, in a very short period because people don't want to think about the bad, only the good. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. Absolutely.
So what's the future like? What kind of new things are you going to do? I know you're doing investment. I know. What about VC House? Tell us about what VC House is. Okay, we, we are creating uh, a closed community of, of VCs where they can exchange deals. You know, sometimes you just have a free allocation and you can share it with others in returns if the other uh, guy uh, shared with you, shared the, his deals with you. And so there is still no one marketplace for, as for me where VCs can do this job and we started to, do, to organize this process. So yes, it's our new initiative and we hope that we will we'll find the right way and the right business model for this marketplace. That's great. And what about, uh, so you've got the network, you've got startup network, you've got unicorn battles. How do they relate to each other? I just uh, steal one company mm -hmm. that has uh, several brands. Uh, really, we have several entities as well because uh, we just launched our new platform, startup.inc. So it's a platform which, allow, which will allow um, in accredited investors, today just accredited investors, to invest as, as less as 1,000 US dollars uh, in syndicates, um, in the startups, to the startups uh, in which experienced VCs are investing today. So we are looking for the great deals uh, around A, B, C, uh, and just uh, take the allocation and then to the uh, investors, the opportunity to invest small checks. And uh, I uh, yeah, I hope it will change uh, a lot in the market as well. And so we have some other ideas like a secondary trade, but it's still, we still have some uh, regulations issue which we need to solve. So it, it is in our future plans. And um, probably another idea is, of course, about uh, you know, virtual meetings uh, in virtual reality, Gary. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope it will be a different experience, not just Zoom, but the experience in real virtual reality. And uh, we already saw several startups in this field and they started this um, their job mm -hmm. and their products. And it, it, it works and, and companies, business started to use it for some, you know, parties, a New Year party, Christmas party. I've seen those. I've seen, I, I ha, there's one. one I was at. Uh, I spoke at Stanford to their uh, their uh, GSB folks, post GSB folks, and they had one of those technologies, and I had a chance to participate. This one was incredible because you're right. It allowed you to be able to have a virtual party. You pick up a drink. You walk around. Uh, you got to sit in your seat. You could actually see yourself sitting in your seat at an avatar of yourself sitting in your seat in an auditorium. It was absolutely, it did change it. It did change the experience. Uh, but, and, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, if we had, uh, if we have another virus next year and then another virus, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start to use it because we'll have no choice. We'll be sitting at homes and just uh, travel in virtual reality.
Right yeah, no, I agree 100%. Well, listen, we're coming up to the top of the hour. I want to say thank you very much for joining today. How do people reach you, Alexander? What's the best way to get a hold of you? If the startups out there, venture capitalists who listen to my show, what's the best way to get a hold of you and, and uh, how to participate in unicorn battles? Okay, you can write me to a at startup.network or just find me on LinkedIn. Or of course, if you want to talk with me, you can come to Unicorn Battles. And uh, I, I'm usually uh, uh, participate in every, every Unicorn Battle. And then what, uh, yeah, just one question. What is a startup? So if a startup comes into the unicorn battle, do they give equity coming in or how does it work for the uh, startup? No, it's absolutely for your end. Get it. Okay. No charge. The startups out there, listen, this is an incredible opportunity for each and every one of you. I know you're listening to the show. Get up there. Get out there. Alexander does a good, uh, great job and his entire team. So uh, I want to thank you, Alexander, for joining my show today. I really appreciate it. I want to thank to all my listeners, thanks all my listeners. Thank them for being here. It's great to have you. My name's Gary Fowler, and I'm the host of GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech from Santa Clara, California. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you again next Tuesday. Join the show. Have a great rest of the week, and see you later. Thank you. Bye, bye, Gary. Thank you very much.